Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by the Times of London. Today with me, Alex Dibble and Lou Newton. Some have called him Argentina's Trump, but after radical Javier Millet swept into power, we'll look at what that means for South America and the rest of the world. Those are the supporters of the right-wing former TV pundit Javier Millet. They're celebrating him becoming president of Argentina. In his victory speech, he again criticised the big state model of government and said there was no turning back. From being the richest country in the world, he says, today we are ranked 130th. Half of Argentines are poor and the other 10% are destitute. Inflation in Argentina is at more than 140%. All of these conditions opening the door to a radical outsider. So what does his election mean for the world? Let's speak to The Times' Latin America correspondent, Stephen Gibbs. Uh, Stephen, now Millet is in power, how does that change, first of all, South America? Well, Millet's foreign policy is almost as radical as his economic policy. And, and key to that is he says he will have no relations with any country that he deems to be uh, on the left. And that includes Brazil, his neighbour, uh, the biggest trading partner of Argentina. He's very against the president of, of Brazil, Lula, and he says he won't even meet him. So we're going to see immediately a rather sort of conflictive relationship between two of the biggest economies in South America. So, you know, let's see how that pans out. And it's not just his relationship with Brazil that's in question, because during his campaign, he was pretty adamant um, that he cut relations with China. But last month, China loaned Argentina $6.5 billion in a currency swap. So, is he actually going to cut those ties? Is that is that actually feasible? There's a big difference, I think, potentially between what Millet said during his campaign and what he's going to actually do once he's president. And the key one of uh, issue of that really is China. During his campaign, he said he, he wanted to have nothing to do with China because he said it was a murderous state. Now, you know, in reality, can he actually enact that? Because uh, China is an extremely important important trading partner uh, with Argentina. And there are very many, as, as well as the loans you, you described, there are other important infrastructure 
projects already ongoing between Argentina and China. He's actually already uh, rode back a bit of what he said. He says that existing projects, you know, won't be stopped, but there won't be any new ones. But there's no question that sort of having a conflictive relationship with such an important trading and economic and financial partner uh, for Argentina is a risky strategy. And Stephen, you've done a profile piece on uh, El Loco, uh, the crazy one, as, as he's called. Uh, there's lots in there. But the question I wanted to ask you was, do you think the comparisons between him and Donald Trump are fair or not? I think that there, there are no doubt lots of similarities. And one of the big ones is that both of these uh, relative political outsiders uh, came to the, the attention of, of, of their nations and the world because of their appearances on television. There are, uh, alongside those similarities, though, some pretty important differences. Uh, one is the background. Millet comes from a relatively humble background. There's none of the sort of, sort of flashness of, of Donald Trump. And he's uh, an intellectual, really. You know, he's got two master's degrees in economics. So there are limitations to saying that he is necessarily Argentina's Trump. Stephen, uh, thank you very much indeed. That is The Times' Latin America correspondent, Stephen Gibbs, uh, speaking to The World in 10 after a very busy day. Negotiations between Israel and Hamas have been inching closer and closer. There have been ongoing talks of a hostage deal for the last few weeks. The optimism was underlined by Qatar, uh, which has been a key player in brokering the release of hostages. The Prime Minister of Qatar said that they are now more confident that we are close enough to reach a deal. But why would Hamas want to negotiate to release the hostages? Do they want a ceasefire or is it something else? Oliver McTurnan is the co-founder of the conflict mediation group Forward Thinking. He was involved in a hostage release in Gaza in 2011. And he's explained what Hamas could want to gain from releasing Israeli hostages now and the circumstances that will need to be in place. Over 2,000, near 3,000 Palestinians in the West Bank have been subjected to administrative detention. The people that the focus would be on were people who have been convicted of crime and would not be released from Israeli jails without a deal like this. I, I think ideally you need time and space. I know Gaza fairly well. I've been there a couple of hundred times, I must say, over the last 20 years. But um, it, I just cannot see in the, the devastated situation people are in, the humanitarian crisis they're facing, I can't see how you can move a number of people around safely while hostilities are continuing. Yesterday, Israel's defence force claimed to have found tunnels under the Al-Shifa hospital and they released footage of cameras exploring them. The Times' world affairs editor, Catherine Philp, has told the world in 10 that if the discovery of the tunnels is proven to be real, it could give some legitimacy to Israel's attacks on the hospital in the eyes of its critics. This tunnel that they've got the shaft down into, they say that that is 55 metres long and it's 10 metres underground. Now, that would look a bit more like some sort of mopped up video imagery about what, what could be under El Shifa. You'll, you'll notice that some of that video, if you've watched it, is probably filmed by robots because they would expect those tunnels to be booby trapped. So I think it might take some time to actually penetrate that area. 
I mean, there is definitely an awareness at the political levels, you know, that Israel's, what they call their window of legitimacy, is running out. Italy has become the first country in the world to ban lab-grown meat. Lab-grown meat, or cultured meat, is grown from animal cells, and Italy says it's to protect the farming sector and their culinary tradition, so essentially their reputation. Yes, uh, our Times correspondent in Rome, Philip Willen, has written this piece. Um, And despite Italy banning lab-grown meat, uh, countries across the world are looking seriously at it. Um, And indeed, it's already sold to the public in small quantities, I should say, in the US, Singapore and Israel. And Philip told us what arguments there are in favour of this lab-grown meat. It should, in theory, be good for the environment because it uh, eliminates the production of CO2 and methane uh, by livestock such as uh, cows and pigs. Although apparently um, the question is a little bit more complex than that in reality because the energy required to produce the artificial meat generates a lot of CO, uh, CO2 Clearly, there's the aspect of um, animal rights and not keeping animals in unpleasant, uh, confined conditions and and then killing them. The final one uh, I should perhaps mention is proponents say that it's actually uh, safer in terms of human health than natural meat where animals have uh, bacteria in their gut and uh, handling of the the meat uh, can lead to uh, disseminating uh, disease among the people who, who eat it. This is a judge speaking to the pop star Shakira. That was her being dismissed from a court in Barcelona. She'd reached a settlement with Spanish prosecutors to avoid a prison sentence after allegedly defrauding the state of 14.5 million euros. So she accepted the charges and paid 7.3 million euros, but because of that, there will be no trial, which could have seen her given an eight-year jail term and a fine of 24 million euros. Uh, Also, of course, the trial could have seen details of her personal life made very public. That's all from The World in 10 today. Remember, there's more on all of these stories on The Times' website. Head to thetimes.co.uk and take out a digital subscription. Where you can also read a piece on Lionel Messi and his Argentina shirts that he wore at last Winter's World Cup, which he won, of course, which are expected to fetch more than £8 million at auction, would you believe? Uh, Thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with help from The Times of London. See you tomorrow.